Uh-huh. I just feel like I've been around the block, ripping up fantasy stock, working around the clock. Look at the view from the top. Researching rookies a lot? No, I just be listening to pods. Yeah, one in particular. I'm just a messenger. Let me just pass on the rock. Browning, brunning, bruning, pronouncing ain't what he's doing. What he's doing is not losing, but infusing you with new things. And there's Dennis the Bennett. Yeah, the man is a menace. Yeah, building a dynasty. Some of the finest things. Promise you, you won't regret it. Sly as a fox, cultured in pop, give him his props. Here is a thought, here is a box, and you cannot compare him at all, so don't even try. Careful with the news, but when you use a take, I take up Tony Fire, I mean dire, because anyone else is a huge mistake. Whoa, fantasy round table, fantasy, fantasy round table, yeah, fantasy round table, come take a look at the crown, baby. Hey, fantasy round table, fantasy, fantasy round table, fantasy round table, come take a look at the crown, baby. Go. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Fantasy Football Roundtable Podcast. It is Thursday. Matt and myself are here. We're going to go over the NFL schedule release last night. If you didn't watch it, I'm sure you can find it pretty much everywhere and anywhere now. We're going to go over a bunch of the big games and talk about where maybe we'll see some of these rookie quarterbacks who may not be starting right off the bat when we could see them playing, amongst other things. But before we do that, Matt, how are you doing on this beautiful Thursday? Pretty good. Uh, you know, I take it then uh, some of the people weren't able to convince their wives to watch a three-hour uh, primetime televised special uh, releasing just the NFL schedule last night. I know uh, it was a little little tough uh, for me. My wife came home. She's like, what are you watching? I was like, oh, they released the NFL schedule, so they're talking about it for three hours. Isn't that in September. What are you yeah. Do? yeah, I uh, yeah, I didn't have to deal with that, so I didn't even get to really watch it. Obviously, I uh, we had the we had the Debbie debate last night, so I watched like the first hour of it and then just yeah. kind of jumped on there with them. Going back and looked at it, you know, it's not. Uh, I guess we could just jump right into it. Um, you know, I don't love the Brown schedule. I really don't. I'm a little. It's it's not great to start out, and then I really don't like the way it ends, too. Those last five games, uh, what is it? I think it, it kicks off, which we'll obviously talk about it when we get further into it, but the in Green Bay on Christmas Day, they get Baltimore, I think, right around that time. Yeah. Uh, Pittsburgh as well. Uh, you know, they get the Raiders, where historically they've always played poorly against the Raiders, and then I mean, you get to end the season with the Bengals, so that's great, uh-huh. but it's not a – Meanwhile, Denver's become so so unappealing that we only have one primetime game, the Thursday night game against your your boys. I and will then, say, yeah, and we get to start out pretty uh, pretty easy, which also makes me nervous because they were talking about something like Vic Fangio hasn't ever won a game in September, and I was like, that can't happen this year yeah. if you have any chance. Yeah, I, you know, I was looking at their schedule too because I, you know, I expect their defense to be a little bit improved. They may be one of those defense special teams you may want to like attack late in your draft to kind of stream those first couple weeks because I think they do. They've got some pretty easy matchups, but yeah, it's, you know, it's it's easy to look at the schedule now and be like, okay, that's a win, that's a loss. A lot of things going to change from now until then, but it's, uh, you know, again, maybe it's just the, you know, um, 
two decades of being a Browns fan and getting my hopes up every single year and it, it not working out for me. It's still kind of new to me. I don't understand. I'm not really you're just sure feeling the uh, you're feeling the penalty of actually being a good and watchable franchise because you have all these marquee primetime games, big, tough opens, oh, tough closes. But part of it's your own division. You know, that's where yeah, three playoff teams and you would assume the Bengals will get a little bit better. So I mean, they've got a fun no team. Walk. Yeah, they've got a fun team for sure. Joe Burrow. Uh, my goodness, what's uh, why not Jamar Chase? I'm like trying to remember what the wide receiver's name. They just Jamar Chase. T. Higgins. Yeah. Mixon should be back. It's gonna be yeah. It's I can't wait for football. I already want it to be here. I was watching him talk about all that stuff yesterday. Like I I wasn't watching the ESPN. I was watching the NFL Network coverage and like seeing Michael Irvin get all fired up. I was like ah, why can't football start in like a couple weeks? I'm ready for it, but. Let's yeah. jump into it. We'll start with uh, we'll start with Week One, um, the Thursday night football game. We've seen for a while. I think what was it? Maybe six, seven years ago, they changed it up to it wasn't mm. the uh, wasn't the Super Bowl champion that played because of was it the hundredth year or something like that? I can't remember. They it changed it up for just that ago. one thing. Okay, yeah. I feel like it was even longer than that, but it wasn't. No, it was two thousand nineteen. Yeah. Uh, which was it was Bears Packers right that played that Thursday night game yeah. this year obviously the Buccaneers winners of the Super Bowl they get the Dallas Cowboys in Tampa should be a good game I mean as even though a noted Cowboy hater that I am I do think that they're going to have a good team this year I actually uh, I have there's a couple of games down the season I think are going to be pretty good for Dallas but should be a great opening game I'm excited for it. I don't expect Tampa Bay to just come out there and roll them. Obviously, a lot of that's going to depend on on Dak, but from everything we're hearing, he's ready to go and he can already play according to him. So, Yeah, that's what I was thinking about with the opening. Some of the complaints about this opening night game have been in the past a little a little boring. Like you referenced that, that Green Bay-Chicago game. Yeah. I had a high hopes for that. I think that game was like 7-3 going to the yep. end of the fourth quarter. I forgot that it ended up being like 10-3. Um, but you've had some lopsided ones. This, you know, depending on how Dallas's defense is versus Tampa Bay's returning a Super Bowl defense. Um, but you would think with two kind of explosive high octane offenses, they're probably looking for something that's going to be a good show. And, and more so than even the rest of opening weekend and a lot of the other NFL, that opening night is, is a television event. You know, it's a big football is back and whether you love Dallas or not, they do have a huge national following. So to me, it makes sense. Um, you got Tom Brady, you've got Dallas. Everybody wants to see Dak back. I think that could be potentially a really fun game. Yeah, I think Dallas has probably got the biggest bandwagon fan base out there. So there's definitely a lot of them. So. I don't know. The Yankees might have a bigger band. <laughs> uh, well, that you know, the Cowboys are pretty much the Yankees of the NFL, I think is fair to say. So, you know, there is that. Um, there are a lot of really good games, though, that opening weekend. Uh, so you went in and put a bunch of games in on the sheet, and then I was actually going to go in and put, and you had already put a bunch of the ones that I wanted to talk about. This was yeah. one of them. The New York Jets at the Carolina Panthers. Uh, one o'clock game here. I think, obviously, the Darnold going back, or he's going to be at home, technically, for this now in his new home in Carolina, but having the Jets come in, going up against the guy who replaced him in Zach Wilson should be a lot of fun. Um, I actually think, just again, very, very early on, I think I would pick Carolina to win that game. So maybe Sam Darnold gets a tad bit of revenge, but definitely looks like one of the funner games this weekend. 
Yeah, and a lot of the games we're going to talk about, I had that list ready-made because I wrote a piece that drops uh, tomorrow about 17 games to look forward to in a 17-game season. So that's why there were 17. Gotcha. That makes sense. But that one has a wide range of potentially fascinating outcomes. The best best for fans and probably for both teams is that it's competitive. Uh, But, you know, if, if they go in there and Sam Darnold blows them out, you know, you're immediately going to get questions about whether was this the right move. And conversely, if the Jets go in there and get a win, <sighs> rough start to the Darnold tenure. So, I mean, Lord we Lord. always knew they were going to face off during the season. The fact yeah. that they're doing it crack of dawn on the opening day is pretty exciting. Uh, then the next game, obviously, I have a little bit of vested interest in. When I saw it, I was a little nervous, but then – I, I'm really excited to see this game, a, a rematch for these two. They met in the playoffs, the Cleveland Browns at Kansas City, uh, 425 window. And I think it's a great way for Kansas City to start off their season to lose at the beginning of the season and at the end of the season when they lose in the AFC Championship as well to Cleveland. So it's going to be a great way for Cleveland to kind of bookend their seasons there. But now I think it's going to be a great game. You know, I was watching them. Uh, a lot of people talking about this game yesterday. I'm like, oh, well, everybody needs to look out. Kansas City, they got this new improved defense. They reworked this whole offensive line. I mean, they kind of improved their defense too, people. So. How improved is the defense if you're trading for Mike Hughes right now? I know. I did just see that. Yeah, six round. And then Schefter went ahead and dropped the list of cornerbacks they have. Mike Hughes is the only name I actually recognized. Huh. Well, there you go. Well, uh, you know, I will say – Baker has struggled at times throwing the ball, so yeah. I won't get too excited. But it, it, I think this is probably going to be the premier game of the weekend. It's going to be the one everybody's looking uh, looking to watch. I think Nance was talking about it yesterday mm. on the NFL coverage, uh, NFL Network coverage. Yeah, it should it, be so. the CBS kind of prime window. Yeah, Sunday afternoon, and that was arguably one of the best of the AFC playoff games. That was razor tight all the way down to the end. Yeah, yeah you know I. I was excited about Buffalo and Kansas City in the AFC Championship game, but to me that game wasn't incredibly close or competitive. It seemed like Buffalo really struggled. This one was was pretty incredibly close. Obviously a very questionable call plays into that, so it's kind of exciting that they get to match up. Tough way for the Browns, though, having to go on the road to Kansas City. It's not like you get to catch your breath at all. You kind of are – Right yeah, I you know, I think it kind of works well for them. Baker with the chip on his shoulder. I mean, he he's played Patrick Mahomes many a times, obviously back in college as well. There was all that talk about it last year in the playoff game where they met and I think they pat they scored like six hundred. No, it wasn't six hundred points. That doesn't make sense. Uh what was it? Uh, it was 600 yards passing. That's what it was. Sorry. I was, I was trying to remember. That would be like, something no, of a record if they scored. Wait a minute. It wasn't 600 points. Yeah. 600 yards passing between – or plus 600 between the two of them. Uh, it was a great college game. And then obviously last year, I'm just really interested to see this game because – I feel like Kansas City fans have kind of shorted the Browns fans and saying that like, oh, that game wouldn't have been as close if Mahomes didn't get knocked out when it was actually – it was just that close, as close a game wins before Mahomes got yeah. knocked out. So they, the Browns defense surprisingly actually played defense in that game, which they had not done all year. It was actually limiting uh, the best offense in the league, in my opinion, to field goals a lot. So I, I thought it was a really good game. It is definitely 
one of the handful of games altogether that I'm looking forward to that I saw on the schedule. Uh, and then last, I put this one on here just because I found it interesting. Uh, you get the Baltimore Ravens at Las Vegas in their new home in their new state. Was it? Um, yeah, uh, first time getting to have fans because fans they opened, too, yeah. uh, Allegiant Stadium last year. No fans, so that one that's going to be pretty big. Uh, the Raiders seem to thrive on that Monday night yeah. football week. Well, one. yeah, and that's that's what I was going to put because this is the third year in a row they get that Monday. Now ESPN did take away the double header Monday night football game, so now it's did, just one. Did you hear? So they did explain about that because um, traditionally there's been the double header that's not here this year because with the new 18 game schedule on week 18. Um, usually the last week of the NFL schedule, they've had all the games on Sunday, you know, for competitive. They are going to take two of those games uh, the week leading up and flex them to Saturday, and those will both be a Saturday doubleheader on ESPN, and then one will get flexed to Sunday Night Football. So kind of a new wrinkle they're throwing in there, which is why ESPN does – I like it too. They were very excited because the ESPN Monday Night Football crew was who hosted theirs. Yeah. I watched the NFL Network, but I taped ESPN, so my wife really got four hours of NFL schedule discussion. Right. <laughs> you know, but when I was listening to ESPN, I thought that was kind of a novel, interesting way. NFL really trying to, to shake it up, to build some momentum, some excitement. So we will have – the downside is um, as – as men trying to uh, navigate a dicey holiday no season, there is now four, three or four Saturdays in a row of NFL football. I love it. I love it. that's music to my ears. You know. Well, plus then it's you're not going to leave me at this point. I don't think Super so Wild we'll Card right. Weekend again, no. oh. you know, which the first year of Super Wild Card Weekend, my wife was visiting her family in California. I got to tee that up again. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say, I think at this point, you know, I feel like we're both fairly safe in our marriages that they're not going to leave us. We might have to spend a couple nights on the couch. It's going to be worth it, though. I'm okay with that. And my couch sucks, but you know, you just you know. make up for it by, you know, tomorrow night I'm going to see a romantic comedy at the theater. Yeah, no, I'm not. No, my wife actually has a girls' night out on Saturday. So, but yeah, I mean, teach their own. However, you get it done. But yeah, I'm, I'm definitely. I'm looking for John. I will say I'm lucky that for the most part, I'll oh, see that does suck now that you mentioned that because it's Saturdays and Saturdays is usually family day. So I'm going to have but to definitely do it some is wine Saturday and dining, but in January. Uh, I've the got, other ooh, thing is it's January. Better. It's January 8th now. It's even better. It's right around my birthday. All I want for my birthday is to just watch. Well, it is post holidays, so that's the it's one. A good point, Dennis. Thing that, that I do leads. have all summer now to buy a new, more comfortable couch because I'm going to be sleeping on it a lot more here in the winter time. Well, and like. one of those Saturdays of football is technically Christmas Day, and it's, it doesn't start till four thirty in the afternoon. So you can do all that family stuff in the morning, and then just be like, "I got to go take a nap, find a room with the TV." There's only one. Ah, no, I gotta watch on the big TV, especially because the Browns are playing Christmas Day. Oh, yeah, that's right. I'm right. like, all I want for I don't want anything for Christmas, babe. I just want to sit around and watch football. That'd make it nice and easier on her. She can spend all the money on herself. But anyways, moving on to week two, Kansas City at Baltimore. They are the Sunday night football game. It's always a great matchup when those two get together. So I think that's obviously going to be a lot of fun. You have any other thoughts on that matchup? I didn't realize until they referenced it yesterday. Mahomes and Jackson have played three times, I believe. Yeah, Jackson's, that makes sense. Ne- Jackson's never won. Yeah, yeah. So it's a lot of pressure because Baltimore. It's not a foregone conclusion that you win Week One when you're in 
Las Vegas with all the first time fans and the pumped up and having just visited that city, they will probably get a contact high from all the marijuana smoke on their way into the stadium because it is powerful. Uh, and there's no guarantee the Chiefs win, uh, you know, on opening day because they have their own tough matchup. No, 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 and then, they will not win week one. Guarantee so, that now. You know, if one or both of those teams comes in 0-1, we know what happens to 0-2 teams. That's a, a heck of a lot of pressure. It's your home opener, Sunday night football. It's going to be a big game. Yeah, Big front-loaded schedule for some of these teams. And what makes that for Kansas City even more interesting is, all joking aside, I, I don't, I do think it's, I think if it's not a pick'em game between Cleveland and Week One, I would bet it's going to be like a four or five point spread. I don't think either team's, I don't think Kansas City's going to get that much, even even being the home team. You know, we can actually look. I guess they released the opening week lines like last night at eleven p.m. Denver, uh, I'll, I'll wait Denver was already. I saw. I saw our local media. We opened uh, as a favorite in New York, and I was like, <laughs> "But are we?" But uh, so let's just assume that if they do lose to the Browns, and the, say they actually do lose to Baltimore, Lamar is able to pull off the win that he has not been able to get against Mahomes. I actually think this is another tough matchup here for them in Week Three. I added it yeah. on here. Going against the Chargers in Kansas City, I mean, Justin Herbert both times has played them pretty good and pretty tough. So the Chargers getting back a lot of their defensive pieces healthy. I like what they're doing with that team, so that can be a really good matchup there in week three. Uh, then I'm going to save the middle one. I put that on there for a specific reason. Uh, but then the late-night game, assuming Aaron Rodgers is still with the Packers, we get another rematch here with them and the 49ers, but I think it's just really been a good matchup the past couple years with the playoff bout and then the past year after that, uh, which is the Sunday night game at 7 o'clock. Yeah, Sunday night football has an immaculate yeah. schedule. I mean, at this point in time, obviously things shift, but I, I thought they had some – really good matchups. Yeah, I, I honestly, when I was looking at that the other day, I really liked most of like the prime time matchups where usually there's like some Thursday games where you're just kind of like, yeah, I, if I miss this one, I'm not going to be that sad. And, and even the Monday night game, well, not Monday, Sunday night, because I get up so early, I get up much earlier on Mondays and Fridays than I do most other days. So Sunday games, if it like is not a good game and I'm like, okay, and if it starts getting a little out of hand, I'm like, well, great, I can go to bed early. But there's a lot of really good games on Sunday night. Uh, and then I put this one on there because I will be at this game. I am excited for this. I just got my tickets today. The Chicago Bears at the Cleveland Browns on September 26th. I will actually be going to the Ohio State Buckeyes and Akron Zips game the Saturday before that as well. I'm going up there. Family, we're going to both games. So I'm excited about that. But I also – well, no, I'll save that for later. There's a question I want to get into with the Chicago Bears, but we'll wait and save that after we get through all the games we have. You're hoping here. to see Fields. I am very much hoping to see Justin Fields play. So I, well, I'll just I think ask it's it. going to be Andy Dalton. By, still by week three? I'm, cur- I'm trying yeah, to figure well, out – saw – I think it was it was uh, Tuesday or whatever. I, I wrote about the, the quarterbacks. Yeah. And I was listening to NFL – Network guys talk. They said Chicago, we have to look. I posted down there, has a bye like week six or week seven. That uh, was or see. 10. They're week 10. But their thought was that, uh, yes, week 10. They think Andy Dalton 
And that's kind of how I felt. Andy Dalton probably starts the season, but you're going to have to see Fields at some point. Chicago has some tough, tough games to open the season, and I wouldn't say going to Cleveland would exactly be an easy one either. So I think they were looking at at spot in the middle of the season that seemed like a softer area where you might put Fields out there because you don't want to – I totally understood the idea that you don't want – your young quarterback who you think is the future of your franchise to have, you know, to get crushed yeah. first time out to have the confidence crushed. I think they're opening weeks against the Rams in Los yes. Angeles. That it was is. why they it's were talking about. Yeah. yeah. That's why they were talking about. That would be, that's a tough road to hoe. You're talking about Jalen yeah. Ramsey, Aaron Donald. There's still a lot of questions about Chicago's offensive line. And we've talked about before Nagy and Pace are on the hot seat. So if yeah. they don't think fields is totally ready, you don't want to run him out there and decimate him when, you know, they brought Dalton in for a reason. I don't think it's going to be Foles. I know some people will say, well, it'll probably be Foles. I, yeah. I, I 100% don't think that. I think Fields is number two, if nothing else. But I don't know if he's in there by week three. I hope for your sake, but. The only reason I know the Andy Dalton talk, like they said, they brought him in for a reason, but I wonder if they brought him in because they didn't expect Justin Fields to fall in the draft the way he did it. And well, I'm did. sure they didn't expect Fields or anyone of note to fall the way they did. Yeah. And, and the fact, cause I heard a lot of people talking about this and I just don't, we talked a little bit about this on our live draft coverage. I don't know if you were on at that point or not. I, I, I was probably later send yeah. you the link, unfortunately. So I, uh, we were talking about that with uh, with them was, you know, a lot of people were talking about it at the time. Well, hey, Matt Nagy was there in Kansas City when they drafted Patrick Mahomes behind Alex Smith, and that's realistically what supposedly they want to do. Matt Nagy doesn't have a year if the Bears are not winning. He's going to be gone. Secondly, no disrespect to Andy Dalton, he's not Alex Smith. They had a guy who was winning him and taking them to the playoffs. He was winning games and taking them to the playoffs, which is why Patrick Mahomes was able to sit. If I'm Matt Nagy, I'm swinging for the fences. I'm sorry. I, I know Andy Dalton's probably the safer play, but Justin Fields has more upside. I'm putting him in there week one unless he just completely shits the bed in camp and everything and just saying, hey, look, I'm showing you guys we're going to ride with our quarterback. Let me show you what we can do because if they say lose whatever, four of their first six or seven, and then they finally decide to throw Fields in there, it's probably going to be too late for Nagy anyways at that point. And this feels this feels an awful lot like our discussions we were having about the Chargers yep. last year, where balancing you you have the Andy Dalton to me is like the safe veteran. That's why I'm yep. kind of ruling out Foles. Foles has not had like outside of a couple of stints with the Eagles where he got the you know big dick Nick moniker, he hasn't been incredibly successful anywhere. Yeah. Andy Dalton was pretty successful with a pretty middling franchise in Cincinnati. He had winning records the first five years. He went to the playoffs the first five years in a row. They kind of got progressively worse. But And I know he takes a lot of blame for Dallas last year, but the offensive line was messed up. That team did not look right. I don't think that's all on Andy Dalton. So to me, he's – He's the safe choice, which is why it feels a little bit more like the kind of Tyrod Taylor yeah. versus Justin Herbert. And it's just a question of the pressure that Nagy's feeling 
and where they, you know, do they think they can succeed? Because once you pull, in my opinion, once they make that move, what they can't do, would I still question whether it's going to have long-term ramifications what the Dolphins did, kind of going back and forth last year. I think once you make the move, there's no going back. So the one thing I will say on that, I agree with you on that part, but I don't think it'd be as big an issue if you started with Fields and he was just so bad, whether it was because maybe he wasn't ready or whatever, which I don't think, I think he will be, but whether it was something where he wasn't ready or whatever, he was just playing so poorly, you had to put Dalton in. I don't think you lose him at that point. I agree with you if it's something where Dalton's out there and then four weeks in, you're like, okay, no, you've been bad. I'm putting Fields in there. And then he plays bad for three games. Like, nope, nope, now we're going back to Dalton like Miami did with Tua. I agree with you. Or like Trubisky and Foles last year. That situation that Chicago did last year is what's going to be untenable with somebody who you're you're, – Nagy had given up on Trubisky by that point in time, so I don't think it really mattered. Mm-hmm. The question is whether they feel that pressure by week three. They, if yeah. they come out and get decimated week one and two, you're definitely seeing fields. Well, I would say there's a shot with week one against the Rams. So the Bears do have a good defense, but so do the Rams. And I, I mean, Matt Stafford, the one thing is he knows the Bears probably better than any other quarterback they're going up against unless it was like Aaron Rodgers. So Matt Stafford knows the Bears. He's going to be there with a new team. I think it's fair to say with a better team than he's got had D-Jax and Tutu Atwell. Where, how can you go well, wrong? You know, I was, I was thinking more like Robert Woods and Cooper Cup, but you know. How did know. Robert Woods not make the marketing? I don't know. I was, <laughs> did you like, yeah. I'm like reading the log and I'm like, yeah. Robert Woods die. Yeah, over Tutu Atwell over Robert Woods makes no sense. But and we, D-Jax. Week two, they do get the Bengals. So that's a winnable game for Dalton. And Well, and big questions for the Bengals. I'm still not 100% convinced that we don't see Burrow end up having to start on pop. That was massive injury. You know, I know they said he's tracking well, but you got to see. Yeah, I mean, I, I saw a video of him already walking and, and doing stuff with weight. So I know, but they want him to be their quarterback 10 years from now. Well, they should have drafted an offensive lineman instead of uh, Jamar Chase in the draft. They got Riley Reef. That's all you need. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I, I, I remember. All right. Anyways, but then the Bears, Lions, Raiders, Packers, Bucks, 49ers, Steelers, Ravens, Lions, Cardinals. Uh, but, or, no, I'm sorry. They. Raven or Steelers is last game they had before they go into the bye. So if you're really going to wait till the bye to throw just then you're going to throw them out there against the Baltimore Ravens. I, I just, I, I don't know. I, again, I, I, for the most part, probably would lean with you that I, I would imagine it's going to be Andy Dalton early on in the season. I know a lot of bears fans, including friend of the show, Nick Whalen wants Justin Fields to sit for a year. I just don't think that that's possible unless Matt Nagy and Ryan Pace are both just knowing that they're not going to be back because I think if they sit Justin Fields all year, I just don't see Andy Dalton taking that team to the playoffs, and that would, I think, means that those two are both going to get fired. All right, week four. This one, I don't know if you saw this. Uh, I wish I could remember who tweeted this out. I read it earlier today. So week four, Tampa Bay goes to New England. Uh, the, is the Sunday night game. Obviously, all the intrigue about Tom Brady going back against Bill Belichick. And did you know, I'm pretty sure I'm going to cur- cite this correctly for the most part, but I saw someone tweet this out. You could go and buy a single ticket 
for the lowest player, the the lowest seated stadium or lowest lowest priced seats for every single game, and it would still cost less than one ticket to that game right now because of how many people have already bought out tickets for that game, which is just ridiculous. I mean, it makes sense because Brady versus Belichick was always going to be huge, but now you're talking about the Super Bowl champions coming into New England. I, like we said, Sunday Night Football has an incredible slate. That might be their biggest grab. I was listening to the BSPN Brad broadcast, and Adam Schefter said that was the one game he was bummed they didn't get on Monday Night Football. But Sunday Night Football is is – the highest rated of the football broadcasts they do during the week. And it makes sense that they're putting the marquee. That game is going to be huge. You know, I'd have to be pretty close to dead to miss that one. Yeah, it is going to be a fun game. And of course, the only thing I'm going to hate about that is it's the whole, all the talk is going to be about Bill versus Tom, which is going to be a little bit annoying, but that part of it is what it is. And week five Sunday night football games, you talked about again, talking about all these great Sunday night football games. We get a rematch of the AFC championship game last year with the Buffalo Bills at the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, the Chiefs have a have a fairly brutal schedule to open the season in there. You know, as you'd expect, a lot of primetime games. They're going to have to come together quickly. They had a lot of changes on the line, uh, you know, in their defense secondary. We still don't really know what they're doing with wide receivers. I know Dennis has mentioned they like Byron Pringle. Can Nicole Hardman become anything? You, we can say all we want, but all they need is Kelsey and Hill, but they're going to well, get tested. We saw Tampa Bay prove that wrong in the Super Bowl this year. So. Well, you need you need a left and a right tackle also. Well, they didn't think so at that point, apparently. And I, I don't know, but well, no, I do think that they've done a pretty good job of replacing that line for the most part. Brown, I still don't understand Baltimore making that. Well, but, you know, that trade. do what you got to do. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Week five. No, we just talked about week five. Week seven. I put this one on there, obviously, because we will be previewing that game earlier that day and that it'll be our teams going up against each other. We'll call Denver. it the Matt Exactly. Denver at Cleveland, which I think they've actually played the last three years against each other. The last two yeah. years prior in Denver and now Denver. And, then, yeah, and then you won. I know. I know, I know. Wait, actually, guys, I think it was. I think it was backwards. I think you who won when I we won, we yeah, won. and then and you then guys we won. won. Wait, have they played the last maybe the last four years? Maybe because we finished around the same. Uh, did they play each other last year? Now I'm trying to think about that. I don't think they did. Oh, we may not have played last year. It was a skip oh, like, in between. Yeah, because two years ago I remember because that was Freddie Kitchens. <laughs> And we were going up against like your eighth string quarterback and he was dropping dimes on our defense. Yeah. The year before that, I know that we went cause I was at that game. That was the one where uh, Greg Williams was the uh, interim oh, head yeah. coach. And he sent Jabril peppers on the, on the blitz at the end of the game. And, That's sacked, right. and I think uh, it was Brand, Brandon Allen. That yeah. Won. Yeah. 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 It was. Yeah. It was, that was a great, that was like one of Baker's <laughs> like, kind wins of, freshman season. And that was what kind of knocked you out of playoffs. Yeah, for the most part. Yeah, they were like at that point they had to like continue winning. And we, I mean, I won't lie. I looked at it, it's like, okay, it's not an easy win, but we're playing the third string quarterback. We should get away. And we did it. And so, yeah, it was actually both times we pretty much got knocked out because that was a Saturday game. 
Um, I don't know if it was yeah, right before it, Christmas. It definitely was. It was late December. Yeah, so but I've never been not... down there wrapped in my blanket, going, "I can't believe we're actually winning this game." I don't know how I yeah. feel about it. Yeah, and then the the year before was Saturday too. I remember that because I flew back home Sunday, and it was a night game. It was the night game, and we needed Pittsburgh to lose Sunday to stay in the playoffs, and they ended up winning. So we got knocked out the next day, which kind of sucked, but. Yeah, and we made it even, even going back to Denver's Super Bowl season, yeah. those games against the Browns, I remember Manning came out and threw like that was during the period where it was like, is Manning going to be good enough in the playoffs? He threw four interceptions or something against Cleveland. I was like, my dad and I are watching it like this <laughs> does not feel like an, a good sign. But that is, um, I think, going to be a good Thursday night football game. So we moving on to week eight, Tampa Bay at New Orleans. Obviously, that'll be interesting. Is that the Hall- first time they match up against each other? Yep, first matchup. They're at home. Possibly Jameis Winston, Halloween yeah. day. Nothing scarier than uh, seeing Jameis Winston against yep. the Super Bowl. So I put this one on here as well And this one. This is one that I'm truly – interested to see because there's a shot i don't know that it happens but there is a shot that a, the early afternoon game here at 12 o'clock the san francisco 49ers at the chicago bears we could see trey lance against justin fields and the 49ers passing on justin fields to take trey lance i would love to see it on halloween day here both those two getting to go against each other and justin fields exacting a little bit of revenge for them passing no, on knowing our luck it's going to be jimmy g against andy dalton it is, but I still would love for it to be the other way. Or, you know yes. what, it can still be Jimmy G versus Justin Fields, as long as Justin Fields wins the game. San Francisco seems more likely to run their quarterback all year than Chicago does. I don't know. They said he's the smartest guy. He's the smartest quarterback in the draft. He's going to be ready to play week one. We'll see. You know, just, just telling you what they say. Week nine, Green Bay at Kansas City. Again, a lot they were talking a lot about this on I'm sure both coverages last night of this. Uh, ho- in hopes that Aaron Rodgers will stay with the Green Bay Packers. That should be a good game. The first time that those two have ever matched up against each other as well, and Aaron Rodgers and Packers. And this is this is a game we get because it's the bonus game because of going to a 17 game schedule. So the way um, they use the same formulary that they've used for the 16 game schedule and the way that you factor the new bonus is they take one NFC division matched against an AFC division finish by finish all at the AFC home team this year. And then next year they will be all at an NFC home site. So that should hopefully be a very good game again. I did see that. Um, was it John Kuhn? I think the fullback uh, said that he does believe that the issues can be repaired. He said being one of Rogers closer friends that he believes it can be. So I hope so. so- Supposedly, they gave him a new contract offer. I'm with you, though. If his real problem, if he doesn't like the GM, in my opinion, I don't know if the GM's done enough that I'd be like, we got to keep him. No, nope. you can fire Gunkus in half a second. It's not that hard. Hey, Brian, thanks for everything you've done to us. For us, I'm sorry. Well, we'll miss you. Yeah, exactly. Good luck. We'll write you a letter of recommendation. The draft's over. Free agency's over. You're pretty well in a decent position. I mean – this is just me, but if if that was if that was like the one thing keeping you from yeah the Jordan Love era, I probably oh yeah, so would I. But you know, again, that's I guess while we're sitting in in our little 
offices here, not in an NFL front office or owning an NFL team. Cause you know, I guess it will, would be considered Jerry Jones's if we did that. I mean, I'd rather take the player over the, I just don't know what he's so, but even a I lot should, of analysts I've heard chatting have said the same thing. You know, if it comes down to, he doesn't like the GM, yeah. you can get a new GM. The one thing I will say, I don't want to besmirch him completely because he did build a very good defense. He did help them build one of the better offensive lines up until this year, losing Lindsey, and I think they lost somebody else. But they did have a good offensive line, too. I mean, he did find gems in Devontae Adam and Aaron Jones in third round, I think, for both of them. It was Aaron Jones has, a fit. Has he been the GM there for a long time? I thought he was newer. No. I don't know. I honestly don't know. I'm just trying to give the dude credit. I don't want to shit on him too much, but I don't All know. All right. Well, as we move on, I will look him up. Look that up. All right. Next up, which perfect, because we got – or I'll go over 10 and 11. You can just let me know when yeah. you find out. Week 10, you get Kansas City at Las Vegas. Obviously, that's going to be a fun one. Sunday night game in a lot. Is it Alliance Stadium or Allegiant Stadium? Allegiant. It's Allegiant the, Stadium. It's the low – it's that kind of middling airline. They yeah. basically – they do flights – direct flights from a lot of places to Las Vegas. So it worked out good. Makes sense. Then week 11, you get the Washington football team at the Carolina Panthers, the Detroit lines up with this one on here to obviously get to get a little talk with my buddy. Dennis. He joined the Packers in 98 and served as a scout and an assistant before being promoted to GM in 2018. So it's probably about the time that they hired, uh, so it had been before Adams. So though, he, I think. It was before Adams. It was before Jones. Because all yeah. the or no, it was after Adams and Jones. Because those Is guys were both of them. Yeah, because that's only three seasons of football. So he was there. He would have probably been the one that fired. Um, I think so. He would have been the one who drafted Aaron Jones and not Adams. Adams for sure would have been before. Aaron him. Jones has already played his four year rookie deal. This is his fifth season. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. And Adams has already. Yeah, yeah, I know Adams. No, yeah, I know Adams for sure. He wouldn't have been. So his first draft class probably would have been MVS and Equinemius St. Brown. That makes it worse. I was trying to give the dude some credit, but that's not. But good. he would have been the one that fired McCarthy and hired the yeah. new head coach because Lafleur is going into year three, right? Yeah, which is not a bad thing. I think everybody huh. kind of thought McCarthy needed. Well, I mean, I say that in the fact that Matt Lafleur probably cost him a shot at the Super Bowl last year. So I mean, take that for what it's. At least he got them in position to have a shot at the Super Bowl. That is true. That is very true. Uh, as I mentioned, the Detroit Lions at the Cleveland Browns. I put that on there. Is obviously Dennis. It's nice that like all of us are getting to go against each other this year. It should be a little bit of fun. And then I put this one. I think I put this one on there. The Dallas Cowboys at the Kansas City Chiefs again. I, I expect Dallas to have a really good team this year. Really good offense. That could be a very fun game to watch in the in the late afternoon window there, especially if neither one of these defenses has improved much compared to last season. It could be a really, really fun game to watch. So I'm excited about that one as well. Then week 12 is Thanksgiving week. Which you've got. Uh, so this is the so the Thursday game that you've got on here, the Las Vegas Raiders at the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, yeah, the morning one is Bears at Lions, and then it's Bills at Saints at night. Uh, but I thought 
that's definitely you know, usually that here. that middle afternoon one is like right about the time you're kind of eating and pushing back from the table. And I thought Raiders Cowboys could potentially be a pretty explosive match. Oh yeah, that's definitely my favorite matchup of the three you just mentioned. I don't, I don't. Bill Saints. I, maybe it's just me. I don't think the Saints are going to be that good this year. So. Uh, I mean, I, I I don't. Maybe it'll be a good game, but I have faith in the Bills kind of steamrolling a lot of teams here with what they've done defensively and offensively, and had a had the ability to kind of like an, back. It felt like an odd matchup too, which yeah. is I, I kind of was like you. I scanned and I was like, I can't get super pumped about Bears Lions. I'm sure it'll be competitive. It'll be Justin Fields' first game, you know, that'll be something exciting to watch. But yeah. Uh, and then uh, Sunday night, you get, again, continuing the trend of really good Sunday night games this year. The Cleveland Browns at the Baltimore Ravens. Last year, we saw it right around this time. It was a Monday night football game. No, we got the Lamar Jackson poo-poo game there where the almost cost the Browns or cost the Ravens. Now, now, he was injured. Yeah, I'm pretty sure J.K. Dobbins was the one who came out and said that he was actually needed to go to the bathroom. And then Harbaugh refuted it like two days later and said he was cramping. He needed to poop. Let's just all be honest. I, mean, I don't was, know why you're hiding from it. He Adams. was cramp, cramping in the lower bowel region. Yeah, I mean, you know, probably had a little bit of Taco Bell before the game happens, but, you know, it happens but to that, the best of us. You are right. That was one of the greatest, that back and forth. I mean, it was a great game for you, but the back and forth. And I think that's going to be, I mean, the Browns have some incredible primetime games. I know it just sucks because it makes me think of the year Freddie took over was the same thing. We had all these incredible games and then the offense just kind of. Or how Dallas Cowboys fans feel every year when they're like, we're in prime time so much and it never works out for us. I will say, obviously they played really good in prime time last year. So, and it's definitely a different team. Kevin Stefanski is not Freddie kitchens. I I definitely feel a hundred percent. Okay. Saying that. So I am definitely excited about though. It's going to be, Man, it's going to be fun to watch. Uh, so week 14 then takes us to the Buffalo Bills at Tampa Bay. Could have been our Super Bowl last year. And, you know, I think Buffalo would have beaten the Chiefs if Patrick Mahomes wouldn't have gotten healthy. So that should be a very interesting game. Josh Allen, that defense going up against Tom Brady and that defense with the Buccaneers. Man, Brady's really familiar with Buffalo. Played him twice a year in New England. Then week 16, which is the week of Christmas. We were just talking about it earlier when I mentioned the Browns have a really tough matchup the last five weeks of the season. This is one of those games sandwiched in between Baltimore and Pittsburgh. or It's Baltimore, then this game, Raiders, Steelers, Bengals, which is just not, again, I think uh, it's a very rough stretch there for the Browns. They have to go to Lambeau on Christmas Day. Uh, you're right. They play the Steelers the week after. It's on, it's on the um, list. Yeah. Oh, so that's Raiders after it's Baltimore Raiders, Green Bay. Oh my God, that makes it even worse. Yeah, that's right. But uh, this is the first of two Christmas Day games uh, that we get for for NFL. This is the early one, still a four thirty Eastern start. So should let you do your family stuff in the morning. I thought this was the better of the two. I don't recall off the top of my head right now what the night game was, but I thought this one held the most intrigue for me. If, if both these teams are going to be as good as we hope they are right now, this could be a massive game for, well, I would say probably more for Cleveland than Green Bay because I don't see anybody really competing with Green Bay in that division. Maybe Minnesota, you know, if, if Minnesota, they seem to be like an every other year team, so they weren't great last year, so maybe they make it, uh, make a playoff run this year. But I think Green Bay, 
if Rodgers is there, is probably the favorite, easy favorite to win that division. Where I mean, Cleveland at this point, week 16, assuming Baltimore and Pittsburgh are going to be as good as we expect them to be, too. Like, you probably can't lose this game if you want a so, chance to win the division. What I hear you saying is we should expect week 18 to be Justin Fields and the Chicago Bears being hosted by Kellen Mond and the Minnesota Vikings. Possibly. Possibly. It's possible. You know, we'll see. No. Captain Clutch Cousins, man. Come on now. Come on now. You you were already admitting last year you liked him. Don't 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 go back on it now. It's all right. It's all right to like Kirky. Uh then the Sunday game that we both uh, were looking forward to on this one. I know they were talking a lot about this on the NFL network coverage. You get the number one pick versus the number two pick, Jacksonville going to New York to face off against the Jets at one o'clock. That should be a lot of fun. You know, obviously. Neither, at least I'm not expecting either one of these teams to be that good this year, but I am still intrigued to see what Trevor Lawrence and Zach Wilson do. In fact, I hate to say this. Ooh, interesting. I'm going to bring that up here in a second. I'm talking about Trevor Lawrence. Plus, oh, since, both of them. Okay, go ahead. Plus, since they tend to want to always give rookie of the year to a quarterback, these might be the two leading candidates. It's like you read my mind. Speaking of which, literally, as I was reading that, popped up on my phone here. Trevor Lawrence is the clear rookie of the year favorite. Plus yeah. 275, Zach Wilson plus 850. They're the top two choices this year. So I and I was gonna say, um, God, I hate to say this too. Not not that I'm rooting for him to fail. Uh, but you know, I just don't want him to be as good as Felix wants him to be because we have our long going feud now of Justin Fields versus Zach Wilson. I'm really starting to come around on Zach Wilson because everybody making fun of like how awkward he looks in these videos that everybody keeps posting of him. Like, I kind of feel bad Plus, for him now. What is the deal with everyone po- keeps posting pictures of how hot his mom is? Like, is uh, that your takeaway? Why, what were you looking for on draft night? I, I don't know. I, I saw she posted some Instagram thing and like he looked kind of awkward in it. And he's like, I'm nervous to be on your Instagram story and everybody's making fun of him. I'm like, man, y'all are making me root for Zach Wilson. Stop. Please stop it. I don't want to root for him. All right. Next up. What, what was that? Week 16. Yeah. So this is so week 17. Week 17. Los Angeles Rams at the Baltimore Ravens and then the Cleveland Browns on Monday night football at the Pittsburgh Steelers. Could be massive final, games. The final Monday night game of the season. Um, you know, and this, these are matchups that would potentially we can talk about in a minute, but be championship week for fantasy. Yeah. I mean that too. Like I said, that could be a massive game for three of the teams involved here in Baltimore, Cleveland, and Pittsburgh. They could literally be coming down to like one game, one to two games separating, and the wins or losses here could change things. Probably something similar for the Rams, who are in a brutal division of their own with Seattle, Arizona, who we expect to be better, and um, San Francisco. And then week 18, you already mentioned that the two games flex to Saturday and then one Sunday night football. So that should be a lot of fun. You mentioned the bye week. So the biggest thing coming, which we saw this last year, but it was only two teams that were on a bye in week 14. This year, week 14, you have, what is that, six? One, two, three, four. Well, they actually extended. uh, There's four teams. Four, four. They extended bye weeks into 14. Before, week 13 was the last one. And you also had week 12, which is Thanksgiving week, with no teams on a bye. This year, there are – but you had byes starting as early as week four. Mm -hmm. This year, you don't start bye weeks until week six. 
week seven is going to be savage yeah. for fantasy. The Cowboys, the Vikings, the Bills, the Steelers, the Jags, and the Chargers are all out week seven. So, I mean, if you think about the receivers, the running backs, and super flex concerns, like I, I was thinking my in my team that I'm most bullish about defending as a champion – I have all the Steelers receivers and I have Herbert and Allen as my top two quarterbacks in Superflex. I was looking at this and I was like, Drew Locke, buddy, got to hang in there. Anyway, now you have bye weeks that are persisting through to um, week uh, 14. And that means probably, you know, with the eight new 18-week schedule, 17-game, I would suspect, I know we've talked about it with Dennis, in the leagues that I was running, I shifted basically the regular season to go through week 14 with the traditional yeah. three playoff weeks, 15, 16, 17, and then 18 being kind of the dead week. Yeah, I think that's likely what everybody is going to do and should do because week 14, I, I was in a league last year where – because of it being like a two-copy league in a sense, and the champion of one conference was playing a champion of another conference, which weren't in the same league together, we had to start the playoffs a week early. Um, and there were some teams that were kind of upset about that because they had players all to buy in week 14, which was the first round of the playoffs. So that is kind of – it is what it is. I mean, you, if, if you do decide to keep your playoffs in week 14, you know way ahead of time at the moment you're going to have four teams on by. So – be prepared and for that. Some teams that, you know, we're talking about Colts, Dolphins, Eagles, Patriots. So, you you know, especially with how good Jonathan Taylor's looks. Yeah, I mean, really, let's, about, let's say it's really at least two teams with the Colts, and the Eagles have a couple good points. Miami, it's going to be based on what Tua does, you know. I mean, that, it's not the is worst. Is there anybody fantasy relevant on New England? So I feel like we could probably just not worry about them. They're on a bye every week, in my opinion. Well, given the state of tight end, Hunter Henry and Johnny Smith uh, you know, doing, what, doing what we doing what we expect, um, you know, and your your boy Damian Harris. You know, I was looking at that today. Actually, did you know that he was by far the best rusher on that team? He averaged five point five yards a carry. He just did not get the touchdowns. He was averaging ninety five yards a game. That's so disappointing. It's because of the rotation. Like he was their offense between the twenties, which, from a fantasy perspective, I would still be semi concerned about because Ramondre Stevenson seems like the kind of guy that you truck in there yep. in the goal line. And the bigger question too now is if you have James White kind of back and healthy and into it and they have some kind of passing game to the running back similar. I mean, Burkhead had some pretty big games filling yeah. that role even last year with Newton. But there are a lot of questions about. Yeah. Well, another one that I have, this was the other team that I wanted to talk to you about. Because we know Trevor Lawrence is starting week one for the Jags. We know Zach will outside of injury, obviously. We know Zach Wilson is starting for the Jets outside of injury. Trey Lance, we're assuming, is likely going to be sitting behind Jimmy Garoppolo, at least to start the season. The same thing with Justin Fields in Chicago behind Andy Dalton. Mac Jones, 
Uh, you know, I think I've been the one on the podcast who's been saying I think Cam Newton can be better than what he was last year. It's very weird circumstances. He signed right before the season, didn't get a chance to learn the playbook, got COVID. I think Cam Newton could bounce back, uh, but there's a lot of people who don't. When do you think Mac Jones might start? Yeah, that's a that's a tough one. Let me see. I mean, oh, there's, there's, there's our bye weeks not till 14. I was trying to remember what it was. Yeah. We just talked about it. So. Yeah, we just talked about it. The thing with Cam Newton is would they pull him because of performance? Maybe. To me, the question is whether New England thinks they can compete for anything. And they've put so much money in this offseason. It certainly seems like they're yeah. anything short of at least getting back to the playoffs is going to be – well. A no-go does, you know, I guess it's how they feel about Mac Jones. I think a more likely scenario is that Newton gets hurt or can't hold up physically. Because they have a very interesting schedule. This might be what I'm like force the three of us to do for the Monday show is over the weekend, like pick schedules already just, just for fun, just to see where, see where things oh, go. Early you playoff. Got, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Cause they, they start off with the dolphins, which, that could be a win. I would probably lean Miami because I, I believe what Brian Flores is doing. That could be a win. Jets, That's that definitely could be a win. I like Salah. I don't know what that Jets offense is going to look like and or defense. So Patriots could win there. But then the Saints, probably leaning the Saints just because of Sean Payton. And even if it is Jameis Winston or Taysom Hill, I kind of feel like Sean Payton. I think that's going to be a great game because you've got – that offensive guru and Sean Payton going against the defensive mind of Bill Belichick, two of the better coaches we've seen in the past decade, uh, going up against each other. Then, then obviously you get the Buccaneers game against Tom Brady. I think Tom Brady's going to do everything in his power to make sure he wins that game, and probably Bill on the other side of that. Texans, that should be a win for the Patriots. Just, I mean, I just hope the Texans don't. I hope they at least win a game this year, but their their season is going to be rough. Because I don't know if you saw this, but apparently there's a lot of talk that Deshaun Watson will not play a single game this year. So, oh, I know. ESPN lowered his projection down to. When I was looking, when the projections came out, he dropped down to zero, and apparently now they have opened a criminal complaint. Yeah, which is. Not great. No, yeah. The, the, I think not great's the polite way to put that. Then they get the Cowboys, which, again, is going to be a very tough game. Then they get the Jets, Chargers, which could be a tough game, Panthers, Browns, Falcons, Titans, Bills, Colts, Bills, Jags, Dolphins. So it's not a hard schedule, but it's also not an easy schedule. There's a lot of very, I think, winnable games. Like It almost like it's back-to-back for the Patriots every single week. It's a very tough matchup, winnable game. Tough matchup, winnable game. So I'll be interested to see what happens. I think this is one of those teams where it could be like a true, true camp battle. Where like, I don't, I hope Chicago is a true camp battle between Fields and Dalton, but I think if, if we're all, like we were just talking about earlier, I think it's probably Dalton who's going to be the starter, regardless of how good Fields looks. I think that this could be one of those it's really going to depend on how good Mac Jones or Cam Newton looks at camp to see who wins this, uh, who wins the starting job. Because Cam Newton has NFL experience, but I wouldn't even say being uh, with the Patriots last year necessarily gives him an incredible leg up going into the, to this offseason because the Patriots really blew out 
their offense in free agency. They made major changes with the personnel on their offensive line. They went and signed the top two tight ends in football to, to lucrative deals. They went and got Nelson Aguilar and Kendrick Bourne to pair with Jacoby Meyer. Julian Edelman retired. I mean, the only place where you might say there's continuity is the backfield, which is sort of laughable for any of us that have followed Patriots and the running game the last few years. They added Stevenson. They let Burkhart go. You figure James White. The real unknown is probably Sony Michelle. I mean, do they end up platooning Michelle and, and Damian Harris? Is Michelle cut? You know, I saw a lot of people saying that. There's a likely so. I heard a very interesting thing about this today on on the NFL, and and I, I really think that there's a realistic shot that this happens. Was there's a lot of talk that they're probably just going to cut Sony Michelle because it's not going to do much of their cap, and then they and they think it's going to be more of like Damian Williams and James White this year. And Ramondre Stevenson is set up for next year to kind of be the guy. Or if they keep Sony Michelle even more so, Ramondre Stevenson just kind of like rides the bench and then Ramondre takes over. I mean, I still think it's likely going to be like a three or four headed monster like New England. I feel like Ramondre Stevenson's at least rookie year role is going to be goal line. Yeah, I would. But not, not goal line blocking per se, but. But you know, no, yeah, heavy, it's a pound heavy it, package yeah. because you saw last year they they don't really I, I they don't really prize Damian Harris down there because they you know they suicided Cam Newton into the end zone a lot. That was you know their goal line back was we're lining up in the heavy set and we're pounding you in there. I think they would be happy if they had a running back option. And that seems like the most likely running back option, but that's just my read from having watched them last year. It seemed like they were more comfortable not using Harris in that way, which is why you see a guy that he was putting up great numbers, but he was good for like eight to 10 points a week because it's all rushing yardage. He didn't seem to have a huge share of a passing game. He wasn't getting a lot of goal line opportunities. And that's where a guy who was really productive, he's great. For NFL terms, I don't know if he'll be great for fantasy terms. All right, so I think that's going to do it. I don't really have anything other than that since there's really not much, obviously, if like Aaron Rodgers gets traded or anything over the weekend, we'll probably talk about that on Monday. But since there's not much else going on right now for the NFL schedule, I think Monday we'll probably run through. I'm going to need you to send me that link for that simulator again because I don't remember what it is. But Matt, myself, and Dennis will kind of predict what we expect and be our very, very early predictions for what we expect the season to be and then obviously once we go through and talk about all the teams we'll revisit that and see if anything changes but until then everybody have yourselves a good weekend and we will talk to you guys again on monday prepare for glory i don't know if you got your popcorn ready do you got your popcorn ready i came out the wrong line ready and he's hit the end zone for an unbelievable touchdown i would be honored Throw it up above his head. They can't jump with me. Golly! Over the tackle of the 40 yard line. Who can make a play? I can. Who can make a play? I can.